numbered this time. Let's go. Brain Folks. working. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Every time, Donovan. Every time. <laughs> Folks, are you ready to have a hoot and or holler? It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Audrey. I'm Donovan. And I'm Lisa. Is that what I'm supposed oh, to do? Oh, Lisa's here too. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Let's go. Did we get to start again? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Run it back for another time. I'll step on it again. Maybe we'll and then take I'll step on take. it. Yeah, okay. So That'll good. be the whole show. That right, sounds like a plan, gang. <laughs> well, Louisa, welcome back to Tote Land. We, ha we had you on the bonus show while Audrey was out of town, but now we are back in full force to answer questions from people we like because they listen to the show as opposed to Redditors who we don't like so much. <laughs> we like less, we'll say. Less. Some of them are okay. Yeah. Any of them. Not so much. <laughs> I, was, I thought you said they don't like, and I was like, yeah, no, it sounds like Redditors don't like anything. They specifically listen to hate, right? They, they uh, like the little alien and they like the orange red. That's what they call the color of the upvote, orange red. <laughs> oh. I haven't talked about this, but I spent a pretty bad amount of time on that hell website uh, for several years. I actually had quite a lot of karma, they call it. I see. The points, when you, when you get an orange red, that increases your karma. <laughs> That's how they put it. What was your primary subreddit? Where did you spend most of your time? On we can we can figure this out real quick. I might <laughs> have to look, it. but off this the top of my head, shit like our planes, shit like our <laughs> <laughs> pictures of birds, you know, kind of that kind of thing. It's been a while though. I guess I kind of was in the relationship subreddits when we started the show, yeah. and I was trying to comment in there a little bit, and then I got really sick of that because it's basically what we do on the show yeah why would i provide free, my incredible commentary for free like this yeah. and without my voice come on that gets uh, rid of all of the all the charm that's funny uh my whole exposure to reddit is from the show and if i'm in looking up something for an obscure video game sometimes people will have an answer to where the hell i'm supposed to how do i unlock avada cavallo and vampire survivors how do i do that go to reddit yeah. All right, now I've pulled up my top stuff. Ooh, I had a one of my top comments with 12 orange reds was an ask women. So I might say I'm a bit of a feminist. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that. Oh my God, uh, no, tell us, tell us, can you give us an example of what, what, yeah. was, the, what was the post? What'd you ask? Uh, let's see. Well, this was a comment. Uh-oh. Uh, apparently I was commenting on Lembus bread from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> so really standing up for women's rights. I'm very feminist. I, I don't it. know. I kind of got burnt out and then I was on Twitter on account of podcast friends are on there. Uh, and now everyone's favorite dickhead billionaire owns that one. Yeah, so. Father Elon mm -hmm. is now owner of of twitter as of today as of a few hours ago yeah, yeah we don't love that part nah. i know but i'm gonna say this is a definitive statement but won't it be funny when he loses all of his money over twitter because i be think that fun. could happen um somebody reminded me that uh yahoo bought tumblr for like a bunch of yeah. money and then they immediately like it immediately lost value and everybody stopped using it and they had to sell Tanked it, it. For like billions less than what they bought it. 
Twitter could do that. So we can we can do that cool. to Elon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody post make bad posts. Everybody well, make I was the thinking, worst posts I, you've ever had. What about um <laughs> you remember during like the Bernie campaign and shit, there was like people that had blockchains for corporations that were bad, that kind of uh, shit. Yeah. So like what if we make a blockchain for all corporate accounts and then also we take the time to like block any account that does a promoted tweet at us. So then we start like degenerating their profits. Is that a thing? Will that happen? I'm hoping that that sticks around because that's been the main thing I've liked about Twitter a lot is you can block the advertisers. And I've blocked. I've got over a thousand confirmed blocks, folks. Me too. Navy (laughs) seal of Twitter. You know what, Dono? You know what? Me and you, we're curators. Okay. That's right. We don't just passively let the algorithm tell us what we should be looking at. We're actively involved in there, being like, yes, I like this. No, I don't like this. Give me more of this. No more of this. A thousand birds with X's over them on the sides of the fighter. Exactly. (laughs) It's just a bunch of Danny's account logos X'd out. But the cool thing with that is that once you get rid of like the major ad players, then you start getting the weird shit where it's just like some guy who's like, I'm going to throw a hundred bucks so I can promote like this picture asking for, I don't know, pictures of, uh, of sexy ladies or something. That's fun. Totally. And come to my new website. That's what I have. I have, I'm I'm at the point where I have like all these obscure, uh, like aggregator websites that are like, click here to see like the 12 top worst office innovations or like the, you know, like, and it's a website I've never heard of. So it's like so funny because I'm like, oh, I already eliminated all the big dogs. (laughs) So it's like only the shitty little fucking. What does that say about my algorithm that I just get those? Like fucking Denny's doesn't care about me. Like all the websites that are like, click on this and see 15 pictures of celebrities you won't believe. That's all of my Twitter ads. Remember this actress that everybody loved? This is her now and it's yeah. it's like a post of a sea cucumber or something you're yeah. like hang on a second it, this doesn't <laughs> add up how'd she turn it i better click through here to top lists cucumber cucumber now i don't understand we are nothing if not curious investigative people <laughs> that's <laughs> right go find out <laughs> so uh if anybody out there has got some uh medallion making experience maybe send us send us some uh commemorative medals for uh, all of our actions taken online in the uh in the block trenches well uh, the topic of this show and here's a here's a quick little smooth segue the topic of this show believe it or not gang is relationships and Ooh. Louisa, you haven't been on before. We already asked you the embarrassing dating story. Yeah. But I've come up with a new hard-hitting question I've been asking uh, returning guests, which is, how, how's your dating life going? What's what's going on? <laughs> hard-hitting question. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> it must be hard for, I guess, people who are hiding things or having a hard time or I'm not sure. Uh, or I guess very private people, right? Mm-hmm. Um I am having a good time. I'm uh, deeply in love, as they say. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Having a great time. Um, and like the quick version that I would like to share with you, friends, is that um, it's like a weird pandemic podcast thing that happened. Uh, because uh, he is somebody that I knew through comedy before for years. Um, yeah. But we both dated other people, you know, like... We always knew each other while, well, he had more of a 
serial monogamous. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Uh, <laughs> where I was like, out, you know, dating multiple people. And mostly I wouldn't date in the comedy world. Um, yeah. And then when the pandemic happened, um, Why You Mad, the podcast I do with Jake Flores was just pretty new. And so we had only done like a handful of episodes in person. And then because of the pandemic, we had to start doing, you know, these remote ones. And that was like the main socializing and like uh, brain exercise happening in my life, you know? Oh, yeah. And it turned out that uh, my lover was listening to it this whole time. And then he started to message me or text message me, not in a hitting on me way, but in a very like responding to the things I was talking about, specifically about relationships, but also about comedy, about politics. Um, He really... I guess like romance me intellectually uh, for several months because we also like didn't want to get COVID, <laughs> so like we weren't see like physically seeing each other, and then uh, we hooked up when we finally got our first vaccine, huh? And mm-hmm. it was so funny because the whole time I was just like, I don't know if he just wants to be my friend, like he's just interested in my opinions <laughs> and shit, whatever. And then after we got our vaccine, he made a move and I was like, oh shit. And then like, he ended up being like, dude, I've made a move before, but you just like, didn't realize. Oh, <laughs> and no. It's like, oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so he finally made the move after the pandemic. And so I say all of this because uh, pre-pandemic, and I think this is when we last checked in, I would have told you this, which is that uh, like 2018, I went through a, a pretty bad depression. I got into a bad depression that I later figured I was uh, related to the precariousness of my job situation, which that'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Which is especially if I root like a lot of who I am and being independent and not needing to ask anyone for anything, yeah. uh, then a threat to my job <laughs> or my secure job security is a threat to my entire security. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, so it like sent me into a deep depression and then uh, the pandemic happened. And so it was kind of convenient, right? Because I was already like, I don't want to see anybody or whatever. So I had stopped dating for a few months before the pandemic started. And I honestly would say to you that even now, if it wasn't because he had um, approached me and I don't want to say pursued me, but like made multiple attempts to show me that he was interested in my thoughts and spending time with me. Yeah, exactly then I would probably still be not dating right now because although I'm in a great place, uh, you know, I'm well medicated, I'm exercising, I have a little more job security and um, I'm just happier. Everything is kind of better since the last time we talked, I think. But I don't think that I would be like out there, you know, doing sex parties and like apps and stuff yet, you know? So uh, I'm just in a place where I'm accidentally kind of monogamous, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it, we're I mean we're super happy, and it's not this thing of like oh I found a person who fulfills everything and monogamy must be good whatever. It's more that um, we are at a good level intellectually, uh, sexually, emotionally to complement each other really well and to also yeah. uh make room for each other in each other's lives without any of the silly sacrifice stuff that everybody thinks has to happen for people to love each other 
Um, so we actually, you know, he gets to pursue his comedy and all this stuff. And I support that. And I'm not like, oh, my God, why can't you hang out with me? And I do my podcast and travel solo and stuff like that. And he's not like, ah, well, who are you with? And why can't I? You know, so um, it's just good. Long short answer is, yeah, things are real good for me right now. And so I I wouldn't say I'm monogamous forever, but I'm currently monogamous. Yeah. Yes. Blink twice if you're being held hostage, Louisa. Right? I know. This is an imposter situation. <laughs> I know, I know. It's fucking really crazy. Uh, he's like age appropriate. Uh, it's, it's fucking really crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. We'd love to hear it, though. Yeah. It's funny, Thank too, because we're, we're both dating people right now that we yeah. met through during this show. Mm-hmm. And so this seems like. Weren't we talking to, Audrey, weren't we talking to somebody else who had that situation? Oh, goodness. Or am I misremembering this? I think I mentioned yeah, it to yeah. you on the other thing. Oh, when we do that. Uh, which I don't know if I'm putting his shit out here, but Brett <laughs> from Street Fight. Oh, that's right. He's dating yeah, a, that a came listener. up on the Patreon too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So but I yeah, think it's others. It's so funny how closely that your experience mirrors mine because it's sort of like uh, Corla just shows up in the Discord and is talking to me about stuff that's on the episode, and then yeah. we get to play in Bloodborne together. And now we've played like five or six Dark Souls games together, and yeah. we spend, you know, nine hours a day on the phone, and just like we have fully enmeshed in a yeah. lot of ways. Like we're doing that, we're doing that deep go thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm flying out to see her in June. I love Let's it. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I love it. I mean, we just you know pandemic time, so we just celebrate our one year vaccine anniversary, which means that's also like our one year. And we already <laughs> went on vacation with each other's families. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, it's great. Well, you know, uh, one of the things actually, uh, this is what I should bring up here, and I would like hear you, you all's experience with this. Um, so okay, I'll start here. So uh. My mom said something to me about like, oh, so it's a two steps forward, one step back situation with my mother, right? Where she has listened for many years to my like non-traditional thinking on relationships and all of that stuff and sexuality and gender and everything. So she's gotten to the point where she's like, I get it. You're different. You're weird. I accept it. (laughs) But then she met my current lover and he's like, you know, a well-educated, funny, warm Latin man. (laughs) And so she's just like... Immediately, as soon as he left, she was like, okay, so now you're over all of that stuff, right? <laughs> like, it's just like, so now, like, you found the one. And I was like, oh, my God, you're, like, not listening to me, <laughs> you know? And she just, like, cut to everything. She just goes, uh, she said, well, the saying in Spanish is, like, el diablo sabe más por viejo que por diablo, which translates to the devil knows more because he's old than because he's the devil. Right. So he's wise because of his age, not because of his title. Right. Mm. And she's trying to tell me, like, listen to her because she knows more because she's older. Right. (laughs) And I like told her, I like looked at her and I was like, look, mom, no offense, but what I have now, you have never had in your life. All right. And I no, but not in a mean way. No. And I was like, I mean, like you have had a different way in a different way. She's had things that I've never had. I never fucking fell in love at 17 and gave up my whole country to go live with a man or, you know, like what I I didn't have these fucking crazy romance stories that she has instead. You know, what I said to her is like, what you haven't had is like, you always had love stories where both of you are still figuring out the world together and like growing up and blah, blah, blah. And therefore, like, co-defining each other. You know what I mean? Mm. And for me, for the first time in my life, I am a full-grown adult who is completely financially independent. Who I mean, I've been financially independent for a long time. But, you know, that uh, the thing that is for the first time ever is that 
uh, I had a person fall in love with me for who I am, knowing mm. entirely or almost entirely who I am, not for some like false or like superficial version of me. And then we like went on a bunch of like get to know each other dates and then he's going to be disappointed because he didn't know that I didn't want kids or he didn't know that I don't think right. marriage is good or like, you know, instead it was like a person who's like, no, I, I heard you say all these things and I like that about you. And I like yeah. want to be there. And so like I explained to my mom, like, this is something that you haven't had because you haven't opened up yourself as an like a full adult since being a full adult she's been like i don't need marriage and i don't need any of this so she just like doesn't mm. date you know what i mean and i'm like you should actually listen to me even though i'm younger that i would say falling in love older and by older i mean over 35 honestly is so amazing and special because it is so based or it can be if you're not like freaking out about what you missed out on or what timeline mm -hmm. you're not on and whatever the fuck. Right. And so all of this is to say that one of the reasons that I'm like deeply in love and having a great time is because there is no escalator expectation in our relationship. There never was because he was, he heard me and then he was clear that he heard me and he also agreed with that. And so what's funny is that because we decoupled, um, enjoying each other's company from this has to lead to something what's the next step we actually jumped all the way to i love you and let's go on vacation together like <laughs> yeah so fast that i was like trad girls would love this like this this is their dream is that we would be like oh you want to go to thanksgiving <laughs> like three months after we met and shit and it's like yeah, because to, he knows that I'm not going to be like, oh, well, this means we're going to get married, <laughs> you know, right. and I know right. that even if my mom's like, oh, so did you find the one? I'm going to laugh in her face and be like, no, you dummy. You don't listen to us. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> meet Gabe. He's just like me. It's great. <laughs> Well, that's excellent. I yeah. feel like you got less as the as your partner, you got less to prove like going into that situation. You don't yeah. have to. Oh, you know, if I disappoint the parents or whatever like everything's over like everything has to go perfectly yeah. smoothly and all that that seems that seems real good we love to hear it yeah, yeah. listener start a podcast bear your soul <laughs> meet somebody that will love you authentically for everything that you are and everything you have revealed on your highly acclaimed podcast that you are developing and that's the end of the show. That's all the advice anyone ever needs. Start a show. Use promo code RFTB um, or host or something. It's worked for all of us. We're signing up. It's a pyramid scheme. You have to give us money. <laughs> you got to buy into the pod yeah. family. You, be, you become a patron and bring us five patrons, and then mm -hmm. each of them brings five patrons to us and you. How and about, then they each get sound? their own love. <laughs> We guarantee it. <laughs> we love it. We love a pyramid scheme of love. And, and you know what else we love? What love we? Answering listener questions. Fuck yeah. How does that sound? Sounds and excellent. I, I don't have a good analogy for the box off the top of my head right now. But I am drinking a seltzer. And so I'm imagining we have a, a question 12 pack of seltzer. And I'm thinking it's time to reach one and, and shotgun this baby because it's time for the question box of seltzer. But first, a word from our sponsors. There Shit, I forgot about this There part. you go. <laughs> I thought we were getting a sound effect of seltzers. That's what I thought you were going to build up to.
Oh, we could definitely get it going fizzy. Yeah. Uh, no, this is where I this is where I do uh, one of my patented, very thought through ad reads. <laughs> Folks, this week's episode of Radio Free Tote Bag is brought to you by the Radio Free Tote Bag Patreon. Patreon. Do you love seltzer? Uh, do you love people who give great advice and and make a hilarious show? Uh, well, have I got the place to for you? It's patreon.com slash RFTB, where you can get a bonus episode of this show each week. Wow! Or we answer Reddit questions. We do quizzes. We review sex toys. We uh, go on a kink dictionary and see if we can find some words we never heard of. And we try to discuss them. It's a, it's a hoot and a holler. And, uh, hey, we had Luis on there a few weeks back and, like, 72 other episodes. So... You head on over to patreon.com slash RFTB. You're not only getting a bonus episode each week, you're getting access to the backlog. And there's a bunch of stuff in there, and it's real good. And we'd appreciate it if you support the show. Uh, and hey, we'll send you a free seltzer too, maybe. No, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. That that's, a, that's a big ass. Liquid weighs a lot. The shipping prices would be out of control. Um but uh, hey, maybe disclaimer, uh, offer not available in the continental <laughs> United States, Europe, Asia, South America, or anywhere on Earth. Thank you. If you, if you live uh, within a one block radius of my house, maybe you qualify. That'll be the, that'll be the stipulation. Uh, Personally, hey, I'm signing up for the uh, sex toy reviews. I want to hear it's some a good of those. time. Yeah. It's we funny. find some wild stuff back there yeah. and sometimes some good stuff also. And sometimes we actually buy it and review it. Uh, but <laughs> we could do a whole lot more of that with your support and you should do that. Patreon.com slash RFTB. All right, let's get cracking on these seltzer questions. Question seltzers. Shit. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, where you been? Folks, it's time for the question box of seltzer. Woo! It's the segment of the show where you, the listener, you can send in a question to us. We'll crack it. We'll make sure it's not too. That's why I was pouring the question out. We'll crack it. We'll make sure it's not too fizzed up and uh, we'll pop it open and answer it right here on air. Audrey, which one of these crispy little fuckers are you going to pull out first? <laughs> Let's see. What do I want to do first? I hadn't even been thinking about it. I should probably read this one. Hi, Jake and Louisa. Love the pod. <laughs> how dare you? How dare. <laughs> do you guys have any tips on how to be better at responding to texts or setting expectations regarding response time? I don't know if I'm the person to ask on this because I take fucking forever sometimes. Well, before I give my answer, let me ask you, um, Audrey and Dono, are you are you both like um, uh, red receipts on people? No way. No fucking way. <laughs> right? Okay. I agree with Dono, Audrey. Uh, most of my contact with my partner is through Discord, which does not have red receipts. So okay, by, but on your text, because uh, this question is about text. So, I do. I do take you red do. receipts on. Oh tests. my god! Oh. oh my god! Are you a millennial? I think that's why. That's why. Okay. <laughs> <I> certainly am. <laughs> Audrey's the the goddamn youth of the show. Yeah, I'm over yeah. Here with my that's red why. receipts off. Jake. Jake is also the youth of the show, and Jake keeps his red receipts on. It's psychotic behavior. I feel like you got to, because it's like 
I want to know if they saw it. But and I'm held to the same account. But doesn't no. it give you more anxiety to see that they saw it and didn't respond? Yes. That's yes. right. But so do you want to give other people anxiety, Audrey? Is that what I you do. want? I do. I do. Because it's going to encourage them to get back to me. Like, I know no. if, no. if I'm in a thread with red receipts, and if I look at a text, I have more of an impetus to, to respond right away if I've seen it because I know that I put them in that anxiety oh, state. It gives okay, me Because okay. I'm one of those people that I'll open a text, I'll read it, and then I'll go, I'll get back to that. But and see, then, but I then I don't that's the problem. Ever. That's me. That's the problem. No, exactly. So I think that even though we disagree on red receipts, uh, all three of us plus the listener are having the same problem, which I think Mm. is that we can't mark text messages as unread so that we can come back to them later. Right. Because Uh. I think it's normal behavior to be like, I got a text. Let me look at it. But then you're like, I might not be able to sit here and give you a thoughtful reply. So I'll come back. And that's the and that's the deal. Like you don't want to yeah. half-ass something, especially if it's like yeah. a question that like needs some thought. If I wake up first thing in the right. morning, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm taking my shit. I accidentally open it. I'm getting high. Then it's fucked. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna forget. Or if I have Absolutely. to do it right then, then my response is gonna be like, Haha, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I just had I'm a dream state still. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You're just like, ha ha ha, yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and you but then I, I, like read it. <laughs> I feel like it would be so easy to add the mark is unread thing to like text apps too, but I can't figure it out on Android. I no, couldn't you can't. figure it out on iPhone. I don't iPhone. think any of the phones let you. And I, I don't this has been a big it. complaint for me a long time. For a long time. So I asked about the red receipts thing because uh thinking like the listener i think who's asking the question i and like what audrey's saying i don't want to give people this anxiety of like i read it and i haven't gotten back to them so i don't keep red receipts on because i don't want you to know that i saw it i prefer the comfort of being able to lie to you later and say (laughs) oh hey just saw this sorry about the delay and then fucking tell you some shit you know what i mean Number one. And number two, what I would recommend to those of us who are like, I looked at it and I forgot it, people, what I do to try to help me with that is I have my like notification banners show me the preview of the text, which is like, I know Mm -hmm. people don't like that because that's privacy exposed or whatever. Right. But it also gives me an idea of like, is this an emergency or is it like you're being like, look at this meme (laughs) like whatever the fuck. (laughs) Right. So what I just do is like, I don't actually look at the text until later. And then I'm just like, oh, Mike wants to send me a meme. I don't need to look at it. So I could keep my red receipts on with this strategy. But I prefer not to because I want to keep my ability to lie and bear your mm. feelings. And later. a little mystique. I approach yeah. like texts and response times and everything with just give them the benefit of the Same. doubt assumption. Somebody doesn't get back to me instantly. I imagine they got some shit going on. Yeah. And that's cool. You know, I used to like stress about this a lot more too, especially in like earlier relationships I had. Uh, but obviously that doesn't do anything good you know you start projecting your anxieties onto why the person isn't responding and again most of the time they've just got some shit going on and if there's actually a problem like i feel like i'm usually gonna know you can kind of pick up somebody doesn't respond for several days then you're kind of like oh well yeah days is different but i i I like your point actually dono of like uh assuming the benefit of the doubt that they are like busy and one way that i would remind everyone to think of this is like do you really find the person interesting that like always is just responding within two seconds is right what are they it, doing yeah. are they do sitting they, in an empty room <laughs> yeah, looking at the phone for you to text them oh my god <laughs> no 
I mean, which is also okay to reply right away if you're looking For at your sure. phone. Like, you shouldn't be playing stupid games of, like, I have to wait and act cool yeah, or whatever. Right. But it is weird if a person is always fucking available for you. Right there. And not, you know, like, you never have to wait. That's fucking weird. And if you want that, that's weirder. That's way fucking weirder. And mm. <laughs> you need to get exactly. therapy. Yeah. I need the humanizing element of, you know, oh, they didn't respond. They're probably taking their morning shit. Yeah. That's, you know, our common human thing. And I, I appreciate that. I don't need them to be hit me back instantly. Um, you know, it, it, let's see. Setting expectations regarding response time is, I feel like, kind of answered by this, or at least I feel on it, which is just... yeah. yeah. You don't, you know, if, if this is like a relationship and it's affecting like day-to-day -day plans and stuff, like somebody's yeah. a really shit texter and you can't like get them to follow up on you're having dinner or something like that's one thing. But in terms of just general sending messages back and forth, I, you kind of just got to you know, benefit the, of the doubt the, it, I think. The person asking the question, it sounds to me, am I assuming too much, but it sounds to me like they're dealing with a person who expects them to be more responsive on text than they mm -hmm. are currently being. So they're like, how do I set the expectations so that they don't expect me to be? And to be honest with you, uh, I think it's silly for any of us to ever have a conversation about setting expectations that doesn't start with having a conversation. So right. it can very easily be like, you know, the, the first or third time that it takes you a long time to respond to text. Be honest and say, hey, sorry that it took me so long to reply. I keep my texts on silent and I was working and whatever. And like, give the explanation, show that you're not just being a dick. And then right, it's not personal. And be like, hey, you know, like, just so you know, I don't really I try not to look at my phone or whatever. So this is a better way to reach me. Or, you know, if it is important to you, let me know how you would like me to check in or how often, you know. Uh, and the other thing I would tell you is it's also kind of worth making an effort like you know, people talk about like corny, like love languages and whatever. Yeah. Something that I think is like a real basic element of all of that is like people do kind of show you what matters to them. Right. So like mm. if you are seeing someone who wakes up every morning and is like, hey, good morning and sends you a good morning text and I hope you have a great day. That might not be important to you and you might think it's stupid and whatever. And I would say it's less about like you replying to them. And more about like one day you being the one that texts them good morning. Because what they're showing you right. is like, I wake up and I think of you and I like to let you know that I subliminally, <laughs> they're saying I would like it if you woke up and did that for me. And it doesn't mean you have to do it every day. But if you did it once in a while, it would go a long way yeah. to like help you when you say, oh, sorry, I didn't get back to you. I was hanging with my boys, <laughs> you know, like, right. yeah. yeah. You're demonstrating the care and like the thoughts are there, yeah. but also explaining your boundaries or whatever yeah. around it. And just again, that it's not like a meant to be a personal thing or like an insulting yeah. thing or anything. You just again, I don't know for, for me, too. It's just like a distraction. I got trouble focusing. I really got to like put my phone in another room when I'm working on stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I just assume a benefit of the doubt. But I think you're reading this right that this is a. Uh, you know, this person uh, has somebody who's thinking they're not responding quickly yeah. enough or whatever. So I think just have that conversation, communicate the things we did about, you know, why we don't respond so quick with whatever reasoning you got and just uh, and also, let them know. And also give them back a little bit, like, you know, give them, in a back. While, give them a little them. text. Yeah. <laughs> don't be so greedy with your attention and your affection. 
a crumb of text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please, sir, I want some more SMS. Folks! <laughs> well, let us know how this uh, how this goes if you navigate this well. And, uh, you know, if you have the conversation, it works out. Uh, always like to hear a follow-up with people. And thank you for your question, even though you're continuing the hilarious ruse of <laughs> listeners of calling us the hosts of other shows. <laughs> you bastards. All right, here comes another one. It's <laughs> fucking intro. Sup, bag gang? Oh my god. <laughs> Long time, first time. I feel like Audrey probably has the most insight here, but Donovan and guests? Question mark? <laughs> Confirmed. Guests input is welcome too. How do you find ways to engage with nerd shit, TM, socially, <laughs> while avoiding the shitbags every nerd shit community seems to attract? Oof. I'm a closeted NB whose social life was decimated by the pandemic and moving, and it's beginning to feel less unsafe to interact with other people offline. I'm big into plastic crack, like miniature painting and gunpla, so I figured common interests would be a decent starting point. But when I tried going to a local 40k meetup, it's lived up to the stereotype of 40k being a chud magnet. Which raises the question, in hobbies that have a side effect of attracting assholes, how do you find social groups that are chill and accepting and don't make epic triggered jokes? I just want to find some cool people to build plastic robots and paint funny little green guys with, damn it. <laughs> Thanks and keep doing what you're doing. Audrey, can you share some of your nerd expertise? My nerd expertise uh, that I will offer is this. There are certain games in, that have worse communities. Like, for example, 40K being a chud magnet is 100% true uh, to the degree that I sold all my miniatures and got out of that particular game because I saw some violently transphobic shit uh, out of some communities. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I think I'm a lady <laughs> yeah. and I don't need any of that. I think pass. I can just sell these fucking miniatures. We're going to take a pass yeah. on that. Um, I will say that the bigger the event, the more likely you are to get people that are actually decent. Because if mm -hmm. like the smaller event are the people who are more invested in the hobby generally. And I find that the, that the people niche. that are hyper invested yeah. in the hobby tend to be less adjusted socially and are, tend to have the That's more really regressive kind of bullshittery yeah. around their affect and attitude right so like a bigger event with a larger roster of people is where you're going to meet cooler folks um but judging by your uh continued caution around the pandemic bigger events is not really uh, yeah, the scary. thing for you it's scary as fuck to be yeah. in a big crowd um yeah. so, so yeah i think keeping it Finding places online where people are talking about this kind of thing in like like a localized way, like a Cincinnati, like for in my case, there would be like a Cincinnati wargaming community group or like a Cincinnati X-Wing group. I would like get on there. I'd talk to some folks and you'll meet like that one person at a thing and you'll be like, wow, they're actually cool. And then they'll go, let me introduce you to my friends. <laughs> cool exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you find the cool kids table. Yeah. It truly is like going to a, a new high school or something. Yeah. You find you find yeah. somebody you get along with, and they're going to help you to meet other folks you get along with. Absolutely. So I feel like that's that's good advice that could be done without like being in person too. Is just kind of checking online communities. 
you see somebody posting, hey, I'm doing miniatures, also I'm trans and cool. You could yeah. be like, hey, I'm also trans and yeah. cool. What if we painted some shit together and maybe they got the the cool group of uh, of uh, the cool kids table? Yeah. So I, I I like this advice. Are there any ones besides 4K that have let like a reputation for not being shitty? Is there like any, you know, if they wanted have, to get into something else? I have found X-Wing to be pretty good. Uh, it's like it's Star Wars and Star Wars of late has had something of a social justice thing. Uh, the politics of Star Wars overall pretty okay it's like overthrow the evil fascist empire which you can kind of like apply to the modern political landscape in a way uh then you got the dudes who play empire very pointedly oh, God. like the empire did nothing wrong <laughs> and you can kind of like you can suss that out based well, on the they, faction people are playing if they're wearing um, a stormtrooper helmet avoid them right <laughs> um like x-wing does okay uh that's really the only one I have a whole lot of experience with. It's like X-Wing and 40K as far as miniatures gaming go. Uh, D&D, it really depends on who you're playing with. Like, uh, that's going to be more of like a, a group of, of friends kind of thing. Like, you're not like I don't have a lot of experience with like going to a shop and like joining a D&D group that like runs at a local place. But yeah. D&D is not a bad one, uh, especially they're they're trying to move in a more uh uh open and accepting kind of direction like they're they're even eliminating like racial abilities like it used to be that like so like orcs do this and goblins do this and humans do this and elves do this and they're they're sort of eliminating that in a lot of ways because it is pretty weirdly racialized and weirdly reflective of of regressive attitudes in the real world and we don't love that we don't love that at all Mm-mm. uh but so I, th- I think kind of look around groups in your local area and uh you know keep an eye out for the cool people try to reach out be like hey i'm also cool go from yeah. there see if they can introduce you to some cool folks if you're on cincinnati hit me up i know some people that play some stuff they're pretty cool there you go if you're in chicago uh, I don't do any miniatures painting, but I, I do drink beer sometimes, which are kind of miniatures <laughs> in their own right. They're all painted very differently on the cans. Right? We can bring some dice, sure. maybe. Play some dice game. That's basically d d Dice yeah, and play CLR. Beer. Play CLR where you drink. That'd be fun. What is CLR? CLR, you got three dice. Uh, and each die, it's like oh. two sides say C, two sides say L, two sides say R. You put uh, a chip in the center for every C, a chip to the right for every R, and a chip to the left for every L. And it's just something you can idly do while you drink beers and talk to people. What do the letters mean, though? Center, right, <laughs> center, left, right. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That's pretty obvious, actually. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, you put the L's on the left and the R's on the right, but what do they mean? <laughs> Some well, of them are not you. gamers, obviously. I see. I, I'm I see. I'm losing my gamer card evidently for not knowing that one. Also, my just word card for not knowing L and left, and R and right. Well, but you know, I would say uh, Audrey's uh, advice was perfect for all nerdums because I am not a gamer, but I uh, I think stand up comedy is definitely in the category of a nerd. Oh yeah. Thing because <laughs> if you do, if you see anything beyond like. If you see live comedy even more than six times a year, maybe you could say you're a comedy nerd. And I have averaged like 
four times a week watching stand up. You know what I mean? Like for years, Super for like nerd. a decade. Yeah. So I totally agree with everything Andre would say. It is, a sp- and it is also stand up comedy. It attracts chuds. It attracts people that yeah. are uh, just very much out to. Uh, also kind of like similar to the S&M world to establish hierarchy, like to mm. get higher up in the ar- hierarchy and and, they, and use their power over newer people and all of this yeah. stuff. So it can be, and I actually went to stand-up comedy very much the way this person is talking about going to like gaming conventions and stuff like that. It was in a way that I was like, well, I like stand-up, so if I go to stand-up shows, I'll meet people who also like stand-up. <laughs> and then I got right. there, and, like, everybody there hated stand-up. <laughs> and they were just, like, <laughs> angry little trolls. And it was like, ah, how do I find, like, the cool people? And everything Audrey said is correct, and especially for me was the online thing. Um, you know, just like dating online, it's bad if you just swipe without putting any attention into it right but it's good if you read profiles and you have an exchange before you meet up with people and you kind of like start to figure out the networks as donna was saying of like who's friends with whom and like what groups they go to or what events they go to so yeah it covers this advice i just wanted to say covers all kinds of nerdums and all kinds of attempts to make friends with people that you have something in common with but like jumping into the deep end of like all the punk scene in your city or like whatever you're probably gonna meet a bunch of assholes yeah (laughs) i'm gonna grab people a little bit i'm gonna grab a sample of you saying audrey was absolutely correct yeah (laughs) just play it for anybody who ever disagrees with you (laughs) (laughs) listeners send in a question where i can say something right and so we can get lots of drops of people telling me how right i am how about that you should you should both make like a super cut of whenever people have said you're right (laughs) and you can just play it at each other when you disagree dono is right it wasn't wasn't that you who just said that (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about that was one of our one of my many devoted fans all right audrey you want to this seltzer's run dry you want to crack open another one (laughs) sure i'm keeping the i'm keeping it going i remember powerful (laughs) Uh, hello, Tarnished. I know you both love Elden Ring, so I'll frame my question like this. This is a little, just a little more nerd shit, but not, the question isn't specifically about nerd shit. Whenever I am out and about, I feel like I am infested with scarlet rot and constantly smell like decay. I will use, I will shower, shower using multiple shampoos and body washes and then apply aftershave and cologne. Also, people don't think I smell like rotting wet meat. Why am I like this? How can I stop doing this? Oh no. We got a stink listener. Yeah. Uh <laughs> well what hey, fuck. What's this what's the shit you can put on to clear scarlet rot? Preserving boluses. Just get you some boluses. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But actually, like s- smell is a is a weird thing to when you get self-conscious about that. And I don't mean that in a like a you're weird way, but in a it, it's kind of hard to like register your own smell sometimes. Because mm-hmm. you're around it all the time, and it kind of you know fades away. It's less you know activated that you're recognizing the smell. Uh, it kind of just fades away into the background. But if you're really like looking for it, you maybe are picking up on stuff more than other people, or maybe you're like putting your nose right in your pit, and you're like, oh damn, I I, I smell fucking terrible. Uh, when part of that might just be kind of standard sweaty odor. <clears throat> or any other kind of you know going about your day type of deal which is is pretty normal like i think everybody's gonna 
smell a little bit if they're running around and, and sweating. People smell uh, like people. Yeah. And so if you're doing all this, you know, washing and you're kind of doing all the things, I would imagine that this would be more of a it being amplified by anxiety about it rather than you actually, you know, smelling all that bad, you know? If it is not, like if if people have been like, yeah, you really, you kind of got... Other on. people are saying That's stuff. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Are people telling you or are you imagining? Yeah. yeah. It could be medical in nature. There are some people that like either sweat more or sweat stinkier than other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might need to address that with like a medical grade antiperspirant. Uh, so like... I think I think the answer is not necessarily like if it is a legitimate stink, I think the answer is not to try to drown it with uh, aftershave and cologne and stuff like that, because that's just going to layer on. Sometimes uh, makes it worse. Yeah, sometimes makes it worse. Absolutely. That's a good point. So, yeah, if if it's something other people have been commenting on or if you were like, I am trying everything and this is not in my head, I fucking reek for some reason, maybe it definitely worth uh, seeking out medical medical advice on that. Um, but yeah, it could be a case of like, didn't we just we had a we had a poopy dad on the uh, Patreon <laughs> last week? They were trying to get to the bottom of that. Was, so somebody on Reddit, their question was just, "My dad smells like poop?" Question mark and mm-hmm. trying to get to the the bottom of that. <laughs> And I think in that case, we were pointing up to like an aging thing because he's in like his 70s or something. I don't know. We explored a few potential sources of stank on that one. Our listener Um, did not say where they live, right? mm. Yeah, no, no, no location. Uh, So I would just say this is a Florida child. I would recommend highly that uh, showering is not your enemy. Not only should you go for it daily, but if you have time, get in the habit of showering a couple times a day and, you know, just water. It doesn't have to be like a... Just get the rinse. Yeah, like don't fucking scrub yourself to death. Don't use a bunch of chemicals. But if you live in a hot place, if it's like an environmental thing, everybody reacts differently. It's great to be a multi-shower day person if you are sweating a lot in a hot place. That's a good point. I'll tell you this. uh, It's... Uh, the architecture of this house and the way that the central air conditioning is laid out and the fact that we are not doing central air till June as per my, uh, my father's demand <laughs> not until June. We're not putting the fucking air conditioning <laughs> yeah. on until June. Standard dad law. Standard dad shit. Uh, and I have to have the fan turned off as I'm recording. I got, well, yeah, I got a little yeah. something. A little something happening right now and that just happens check. that just happens sometimes so like if it's like yeah. a circumstantial thing like if you're if you have like a real physical job yeah that's what i was gonna yeah. say if you're out here hiking and shit you need to take a shower after you hike like it's not yeah you know there's i've seen crazy ass people in new york city who go to the gym in the morning or before the pandemic right when we were all going to mm-hmm. offices more often you would see these crazy fucking people who would go to the gym in the morning like at 6 a.m and then like just put on their fucking office suit an office yeah, outfit. that's out of control. Crazy. You got to do the rinse at least. Yeah, man. You got to do if you're going to do it before work. If you don't want to shower at the gym, then you got to work out after work and then go home yeah. and shower. And it's still kind of gross that you put your coat on over your workout sweat and shit. But like, whatever. <laughs> Better. You do you. I don't know. All I'm saying is take into account your level of activity, your environment. You know, especially if you move somewhere different than like, let's say where your parents lived. However, they taught you 
uh, hygiene and maintenance of your body might no longer might be applicable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might have to change it up, learn new things for your, to survive in your new environment. You're playing by Bayou rules now. Exactly. Minnesota rules are uh-huh. out the window. Exactly. <laughs> I really like Bayou rules. <laughs> That's so good. Big proponent of the rinse, though, Louisa. Mm-hmm. Excellent advice on the. the every bidet? shower doesn't. Ha- Get every shower doesn't have to be a uh, a soap up shower. Yeah, Just absolutely. Just running a little water over things can can help a lot. Absolutely. So, take a crack at that we wish you luck and uh it's like a follow-up on this one too if you end up having any luck or if you you know figure yeah. out what's going on and also uh, it's not that weird i want to say like exactly. no, it's very no common shame. all humans have different levels of like hormones and pheromones and fucking shit coming out of our pores so it's fucking fine don't feel that bad about it just see what you can do to not disturb other people if you can there you go yeah that's right and get you some boluses to clear that scarlet rot. Folks, yeah. it's Elden Ring. Preserving boluses. <laughs> the red ones. The red ones. You Sacramental gotta match it up bud, to the state color. Crystal cave boss. Yeah, you'll be fine. There you go. This is medical advice right here. All right, here comes another one. What? What? Hi, Donovan. Hi. <laughs> if you're reading this one, what are you doing? You read the last one. Did I read the last one? <laughs> that's funny. You, they got you. That's, that's so good. Got your ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I read. I read the last yeah, one. Yeah, so I read good. the last one. So, <laughs> nana nana. Oh, uh, they they know me well. Uh, I twenty one, biologically male slash mask presenting, uh, said to a friend that I think I might be non-binary. My friend said that I am too heavy and mask to be NB, as NBs Mm-mm. are typically Mm-mm. genetically female, oh, no. very in shape oh, no. men. What? This made me feel really shitty, and I don't know what to do. I know aesthetics don't matter, but I guess I need someone to tell me that. Let's say it again. Aesthetics <laughs> don't, don't matter. Yeah. It's how you identify. It's how you, you feel. You don't yeah. have to perfectly like reach some ideal of what that looks like. You know, all that matters is where you're at and communicating that to people and them respecting that. You know, it, it's not about, you know, coming at as non-binary or trans or whatever. It doesn't it's not about I have to be this specific thing. Absolutely. A, a lot of it is just letting people know where you're coming from and like how you kind of work as opposed to Here's the stamp and and here's my look to confirm it. You know, there's right. there's no there's no rules. Um, so that that is really shitty of your friend to say something yeah. like yeah. that. That sucks. That's sucks I know, horribly. and you know what? Immediately my instinct was to be like, Your fucking friend sucks, get rid of your friend. But also I wanna say it just sounds like their friend doesn't know anything. Doesn't know what yeah. they're talking about. And you should not consider this friend's opinion as like important to your self definition because they're not informed. You know what I mean? And exactly. I don't want to say it is your responsibility to help them learn. It is not at all. But uh, it is absolutely not something that should weigh on you and your self view because other people don't know everything. You know what I mean? And it just sounds like your friend doesn't really understand because maybe this is problematic of me to say, but like, Especially if you feel like you identify as non-binary, like absolutely no one can tell you what that is because literally right. non-binary means that you don't identify with either end of the two 
like the two-ended spectrum that we right. the rest right. of us are being provided with or accepting right you know like the, the rest of us if we identify as masculine or feminine then yeah maybe there's arguments we can all get into about like what does that mean how do you perform that how does that look right but non-binary it literally means you reject those two things and i am something exactly. else and nobody else it doesn't can mean tell you, you. It doesn't mean you land in the middle. At it means all, you're yeah. Elsewhere. Elsewhere, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Outside yeah. of the two categories. And that means that what however you feel, that is what you are. Period. Yeah. Nobody else can tell you. And I I almost think it's like kind of that's what's empowering and really fucking awesome about it. It's that it Exactly. It is absolutely it's not you identifying with a category that already exists in society it's you saying i don't fit into any of the categories that exist in society and, and that's where i think this yeah. uh this uh, uh friend of theirs is kind of coming from and i think a lot of people get caught up in like when you first kind of realize oh, okay gender is doesn't have to be fucking binary there's many yeah. other things outside of this when you know when we're surrounded by a culture that is like you are in one of these two categories you don't just internalize the idea that there's only two but also that things have to be in categories right. that things have to be a specific thing. Yeah. And so this person's thinking along the lines of, oh, okay, well there's male and female and non-binary is just another category. And these are the things that, that right. make you this thing. And, you know, as we've been covering, uh, there's, there's a, it, it's a very catch all kind of term. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that can fall into there. There's no specific thing you gotta be. Um, and I find, and, and the reason I, I came out of it and why I identify this way and, you know why I feel kind of captured by it is that you're you're not limited within those things. So if you're like, you know, you could be dressing mask as fuck every day, but then you go to the store or something, and you see some feminine looking clothes, or like you really want to switch it up, you don't have to be like, well, this isn't masculine. You can mm -hmm. be like, that looks great. I'm gonna That's wear a great that thing. Wednesday I'm outfit. gonna do this thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just, I think. Giving yourself permission to do that also lets you discover a little bit more and narrow down a little bit more about like, okay, well, where, how would I kind of conceive of myself? You know, is there any uh, more level of description I'd give it beyond non-binary? You know, yeah. the, the door is kind of open there. And that's also a running process. You know, you don't have to check that box and I'm going to look Forever. like this for yeah. the rest of my life. You know, it literally you, you've kind of got this. Do whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I want to say that I kind of like think that our, our, uh, something all of the rest of us should be learning i think from our non-binary friends is the idea is this specifically this idea which is also that how we define woman is up to us how we define man yep. is up to us we made those categories so even if you're like i i identify as feminine and then you're like oh well that means i would like to take up some of the the uh the characteristics of femini femininity so you try those on, it's less about how what everybody picks up that reifies the category of femininity and more about us expanding the category yeah. of femininity to include right. all kinds of versions of women and masculinity to include all kinds of versions of men. And I do feel like non-binary people, they're doing better than us in that sense. And probably because they don't have a uh, existing dominant hege hegemonic uh, gender structure right. that they have to measure themselves up against. Um, yeah, so it's not to like put anybody in competition, but it is a uh, like this is something great that non-binary people should find empowerment in, 
and I don't want you to hate your friend, but your friend should not factor into how you define yourself because your fr- your friend has confused non-binary identity with androgyny yeah. which is a, a pretty common yep. thing like yeah. fit fit guys and thin ladies or non-binary yeah. it's so stupid it's such a stupid like short haircuts yeah have you ever seen the yeah. one that's like uh what clothing companies think non-binary clothing is and it's like beige fucking oh, everything is just beige yeah it's and like prison it outfits like how every non-binary person i know dresses in the picture of gonzo from the muppets yeah <laughs> yeah but I, so i hope i hope all this is reassuring to you and i hope you can get to the place where you know you're comfortable in this and, and you're confident in this you're, you're not brought to questioning by you know somebody was just ignorant on this topic uh you know telling you you got to be a certain way you definitely don't got to do that uh so fucking lean into it be be you you know be trying stuff you felt that were barred from you before and if stuff fits there you go and if it doesn't you you know there's other stuff to try out there there's no rubric here there's no set of goals you gotta hit you just figuring it out and uh i've found it to be pretty good times and, you know, honestly, I've been reading Octavia Butler, so maybe this is some goddess change bullshit, but I do think the most important thing for all of us to take, regardless of how you identify, and even in, like, politically or, like, any form of your, any level of your identity, it's nothing is forever. You should consider it yeah. all a ongoing process where you always add new information, you listen to new people who have new points of view, and you reassess your stance on the world, on yourself, on how you identify, right. how you define yourself, how you look at your relationship, and just understand that that's an ongoing forever process. It doesn't, there's no age at which you just stop and everything is done and exactly. you finished your homework, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Can we do a quick hit on this one? Can we just do a real quick uh, rundown on this question real quick? It's very short. Let's get a, you know what? I thought I was full of seltzer, but I think I could crack another one. I'll split, I'll split this one with you. How, you. how you feel about that? Hell yeah. How come it's cool and classy to be into legs, but as soon as you get past the ankle, you're a creep? <laughs> a fair, a very good point. A good point. Uh, I was, I mentioned this question to Corla earlier. We were on the phone right before uh, I made this call. And uh, Corla goes, that's pretty creepy to be a leg guy too. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it, it kind of uh, touches on what we were just talking about. It's just the changing of categories and what's acceptable and what's not, you know, because there's a time where, and yeah, okay. Audrey is, has a good point here. If you were a solo, a legs yeah. person, nothing about no ass, no feet, only the damn legs. Oh, what the supports. That's a little weird. But in the past, like, that's also been fully off limits where, like, covering your legs was Mm -hmm. necessary for modesty or whatever. And, you know, across different cultures, there's through history, there's all kinds of examples of that, of certain parts of the body being taboo or certain ones not. Because, again, there's no hard and fast categories you could put on this stuff because humans are complex organisms. And there's so fucking many of us and all the layers of culture on top of that. Like any box you put things in is an approximation meant to kind of help us digest all of that information because there is so much. There's so much variability. Um, 
But as Louisa was just saying on the, on the last question, uh, a part of approaching that without getting dogmatic about it, without you know getting uh, everything has to fit into a box, because that's just a misrepresentation of how reality, reality works. Yeah. You got to look at things from that that changing perspective, being open to revising your thoughts, because again, that's just how it's how humans work. That's how society and evolution works. It all ties into that same thing too. Well, things are changing. I love that you said that right. because my I want to be the slight kink shamer here for one second. All right. Let me <laughs> let me be a slight kink shamer. By which Sound the alarms. I know. By which I am not I am not a kink shamer. Everybody should enjoy their kink, right? But mm -hmm. I believe in being a uh, self-realized, well-examined person, right? Mm -hmm. Which Hell means yeah. that if you have kinks and you accept them and you practice them, then I do think it is also your responsibility if you want to be a self-realized person to think about why those kinks exist for you and mm -hmm. to be able to separate them from your emotional relationships with people. So I would say to you that like, it is weird. So like Corla saying like, oh, it's weird if you're a leg guy too. I agree with her because here's the thing. When people say I'm into tits or I'm into ass or I'm into legs, what you're literally doing is objectifying a person yep. and you are, and it's fine to find butts attractive or legs attractive, but right. most of the time, the way that it's being communicated is that it doesn't matter who this person is, how old she is, how, what they do for a living, what kind of, you know, how they treat their family. Like nothing matters to you other than it's this all about body the part. Gams. Yeah. And it could be X body part, whatever it is. And so like, there is this fine line that I think all of us need to walk where we would say, I appreciate X physical thing about someone, but then also uh, be able to say like, if I love this person, I like the kind of titties that they have, no matter what kind of titties they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like that also has to be an idea that exists in your mind, because if you're not able to love someone, if they don't have that X factor thing that turns you on, then you need to understand that your emotional capacity is being held back by your kink. And that right. is not super healthy. You need to think about it. So great to enjoy it. Feet are wonderful. Fuck some feet. But... <laughs> Examine your kinks too, you know, just be super self-aware. No big deal. I love that. Yeah. We love it, folks. The moral of today's episode, you gotta keep your mind open and uh, investigate yourself a little bit, but in a, you know, in a positive learning kind of way and not a, I have to be this kind of thing. <laughs> Mir Get weird. Mirrors between your legs, the whole deal. Get in there. <laughs> you you both know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, what's, oh, what was that book? Was the, our bodies, ourselves. Our bodies, ourselves. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, we are coming up to the end of the hour here, and uh, oh, my stomach's gurgling. Why did I drink five seltzer questions? Oh, too many. <laughs> Typically, that takes me all day to do, not within an hour. But we do it for you, listeners. Uh, I can't, uh, we love you all and appreciate your support. And we also appreciate Louisa coming back on the show. Let's get a round of applause. I'm going to applaud right. you because I do love talking to both of you. Great to see you both. Uh, oh, thank, thank you. Excited so to talk to you again soon. We get some applause this time. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> we live for the claps. <laughs> <laughs> claps, not clap. Very, not very we do clap. also live. We do also live, of course, for our $10 a month patrons. 
you go to patreon.com slash rftb drop us ten dollars a month not only do you get the four bonus episodes every month that's one a week folks you also get access to our shout outs we're gonna shout you out put your name in lights and we're gonna start like we do every week with our beloved day one barb and we're gonna follow that up with spreadable fruit we're gonna follow that up with daddy we're gonna follow it up with my very good friend dylan and we're gonna shout out my very good friend my dad (laughs) (laughs) from episode 105 we're gonna shout out our very good friend ryan rich homie click clack and we're shouting out ren we're also shouting out Anthony Lindbergh. And a final shout out all the way around the globe to Mickey Flykick. We love it. Uh, thanks again for joining us, uh, everybody. Uh, also, did- we, we, oh. we forgot to, uh, Louisa, uh, you want to tell folks oh, where to find your show and plugs. everything? Oh, yeah, it's fine. To- uh, Why You Mad Pod on uh, the Twitter, as long, you know, as long as Elon doesn't kill it, we'll be there. Uh, <laughs> and you can find us on the other stuff, and that's about it. And I'm at Luisa Diaz Nuts. Hell yeah. <laughs> Among my favorite handles. Very <laughs> strong. What else? Oh yeah, uh, I did. I did the intro song. Uh, Horn filters the love theme from RFTB. You can find it and many other songs like it at SoundCloud.com/RFTB or search uh, Radio Free Tote Bag on SoundCloud because the link is still all fucked up. It's real weird. It takes you to some <laughs> Russian stuff sometimes. I don't one hundred percent understand it. Doesn't you know what I sense. do understand though is that our outro song is a song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify, SoundCloud, streaming platforms. Three words: the Hey Fellows. Now I'm going to do that thing that I do where I come to the end of the episode and I thank everybody for joining us. We love that part. Uh, we also love uh, love on this show. We do. That's true. That's a good point. Andrew. We love love. Uh, and I love you specifically, listener. And I'm going to get right up on this microphone and I'm going to say I love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.